Well, it's official. Uh, Bubba Ventrone has been named special teams coordinator by the Cleveland Browns. We'll dive into that. And also, there's a little sweetener on that. He's also named assistant head coach. We'll dive into that and say what does that mean, good or bad, for Kevin Stefanski. And we'll also talk about what this really does for the Cleveland Browns. And are they really making a lot of headway with the two hires, Bubba Ventrone, great hire, Jim Schwartz, great hire. We'll analyze that as well coming up here on this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Of course, Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. 92.3 The Fan, on-air personality, barbershop every Saturday morning. Other appearances for Garrett Bush over there at The Fan. Make sure you're following at GBush91. We appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day. Whether it's on your favorite podcast app, always available, always free, or of course here on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. You have your notifications on. So when the new content drops, you guys are there to digest it. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get yourself started. Uh, obviously, you know, the news over the evening last evening, and, and to no one's surprise, look, you know, there were other interviews, Leon Washington, of course, and, you know, from the New York Giants, they brought in their special teams coach as well. Uh, for an interview, nobody was fooled here. Um, the one thing that none of us knew, I guess, going into it, um, the Browns were obviously 110% in on getting this dealt with Bubba Ventrone, um, that they went as far as to offer assistant head coaching duties, which this is what allows him to make the jump from the Colts to the Browns that he did. Uh, so bringing Bubba Ventrone in, and again, now obviously two coordinator hires this cycle. They've slam dunked on both of them. Um, you get questions, you know, a little bit about you know what made Bubba Ventrone available. Uh, you know, players in the building, you know, wanted him to take the job when actually it was available for the Colts. You know, obviously Jim Mersey, you know, went a little off the rocker, as only Jim Mersey can do, and brought in Jeff Saturday. Um, so there were some people that felt maybe that could have created a little bad blood for Bubba Ventrone and maybe where his future was with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, with the promotion to assistant head coach, Bubba Ventrone is not just satisfied being a special teams coach in this league. Bubba Ventrone has higher aspirations. He has head coaching aspirations. Uh, he would like to have his name be running through the cycle a year from now. Um, you know, what does this say so much about our current head coach? We'll take care of that in the second segment. But, you know, what does that say about Bubba's interest in coming to the Cleveland Browns? Uh, you know, for me, obviously, he feels that this is a team that is, you know, far, far more ready to compete in 2023 than the Indianapolis Colts are. Uh, he feels this is a situation where he did a great job in Indianapolis coaching their special teams. But now, as you try to climb the ladder, and it's not always so easy for a special teams coach. It's not. Um, 
because, you know, A, you, you make a good candidate to be a head coach because you can kind of be universal. You can be diplomatic in understanding that your defensive guys got to do what they got to do. Your offensive guys got to do what they got to do. Now, if you remember the Browns playoff game in 2020, that was one of the reasons Mike Prefer coached the game. It's just so the defensive guys could stick with what they had to do. The offensive guys could cover for Coach Stefanski being out. You know, so for Ross Venture, I mean, so for Bubba Ventron coming into this situation, he obviously feels the Cleveland Browns are a, a, a prime spot for him right now. So if he can embark a second coach, you know, for the Browns, it gives him the opportunity to get to his ultimate goal, you know, which is head coach interviews. And with a guy with that type of passion, a guy who spent uh, as many years in the league as a player as he did gutting it out. You know, nobody fights for a guy like Bebe Ventrone to stay on the roster. Hey, I'd like to keep him. He's really integral on special teams. Uh, but, you know, they go to the defensive coaches first. They go to the offensive coaches first. And then a special teams guy, it's like, well, you got your kicker, bro. You got your punter. How many guys do we expect you expect us to keep for you? But this guy just kept surviving, surviving, surviving. And it's that type of mentality that's probably put him on the course he is. But the Browns went out, got the guy. Second time, look, in and out quick. I think, gee, that's the most impressive thing about both these coordinator hires where is they set up names, here are the people we want, we're going to interview them ASAP, and we're going to make a decision ASAP, bang, bang. You upgraded both spots tremendously. Yeah, uh, I can't get salty at them. Um, there, you know, me at, during the season, I was pounding the concrete, the table, the sink, the bathroom, toilet. I was pounding everything to saying, hey, listen, we need to upgrade our special teams. We need to upgrade our defensive coordinator. And guess what? They did it, and they did it in a way that was concise. It was crisp. Uh, they got the top names, you know, either one or one eight, uh, the top names in both of those positions. And I, I think, you know, you got to give them credit where credit is due. I can't say all season that they need to make the moves. They make the moves, and I'm like, ah, this doesn't mean anything. We've got to wait to see more. Um, you know, they're right now they're controlling what they can control, and I think Ventron is a really good hire. I, it also says that the Cleveland um, Browns really value what he was bringing to the table because they did have to make an offer in order to make him an assistant head coach just to keep him and just to pry him away from Indianapolis because the Colts wanted him to still be in their, in their building because he had done such a good job. I believe his special teams the last four years has been in the top five in special teams um, over the last four or five years over with the, with the Colts. And the Browns have been abysmal. The Browns have not had returners. The Browns have, have not been able to line up for offside kicks. And, and the Browns have not found a kicker either. As much as the Browns, uh, you know, have had their woes with quarterbacks, we've had our woes with kickers as well, so, you know, uh, since trying to replace Phil Dawson. So, you know, I look at this as a really good hire. Um, it does raise some red flags a little bit. It does – because – when you throw in that title of assistant head coach, you know, that's something that, you know, guys really lean on. You know, when you're assistant head coach, you're the next guy up, so to speak, right? I mean, that, that that's what that title says, right? So they like him a lot, and I think he, need, he was smart in negotiating that because it's very difficult as a special teams coordinator to sometimes get the respect you need and to be viewed as a guy that will be a, a head coach one day. Um, I think we got Jim Harbaugh. Um, you know, we have a him, and I don't know of too many guys that are strictly known for their special teams work. I don't know how many of them have reached the level of head coach, but that's the only guy I could think of off the top of my head who has a, a specific special teams background and specifically 
that was their expertise. So I think this does nothing but help him along a little bit and in, in increasing his resume. And I think that he may um, be a guy who's going to be on a short list for some people coming up either this year or next year um, moving forward, Jeff. In the second segment, we will talk about what that necessarily means for Coach Kevin Stefanski. It could be looked at as good or bad. Um, we'll break that down next segment. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I just want to jump in here. One last thing, though, is I think the thing with a guy like Ventron putting the assistant head coach label on him is is he's able to talk a little bit more to, you know, not necessarily guys who just play special teams and a guy who played in this city, played for this franchise and a guy who, you know, put in his time in this league, you know, eight years, parts of 10 years in this league, you know, that's an automatic respectability for players. There is just no question about it. And players feel like, Hey, this is somebody I can lean on. Um, You know, when you have a staff of guys who maybe didn't reach the league, it's nice to have somebody who did and you had a long career that was basically based on hard work and effort. Yeah. But what does this mean for the current, State and the Cleveland Browns staff. We're going to get to that. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, latest Locked on Browns. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Bill, Bill Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are all healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a bar, a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. And you can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Make sure you follow us at GBush91 on Twitter, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter as well. And make sure you follow Locked on Browns at Locked on Browns. You can catch all of our uh, daily shows on there. We'll put a link uh, in on Twitter. Make sure you can click that and you can watch all the shows if you are on Twitter. Or you can just simply just get us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube uh, and uh, make sure you hit the notification bell and like and subscribe to the YouTube channel to make, get notified when we drop all of our content. So, you know, we spoke on uh, Raven Trone. Bubba Ventrone is as the special teams coordinator. The thing that we really got that was a little bit surprising was the assistant head coach title uh, as, as well as being the special teams coordinator. Um, so it, we kind of extrapolate that over and you kind of see how this works uh, either into kind of the favor of Kevin Stefanski or might be probably, or could be a disadvantage in which um, Kevin Stefanski might be up against because you look at this coaching staff. Now um, you, you have uh, Bill Callahan, who is a guy that they read, retained as an offensive line coach. He's been a, a head coach before, has head coach experience. Uh, you, see, I believe Alex Van Pelt is still on the staff. Uh, he's the guy who is going to be a coordinator 
Uh, he's still available, right? And, and he's going to be part of that, co- you know, conglomeration that's going to be calling the plays. He won't call it, but he'll have input on it. And then you'll still have um, Jim Schwartz, who has been a co- uh, head coach in this league. It's a very, uh, you know, ha- a veteran coach has, you know, some savvy to him. So, and then you add to this pot, Raven Trone, who's a guy who's played in Cleveland before, is now the assistant head coach. So now if this thing doesn't pan out correctly, if they the Browns start, and I've already already earmarked the first six games. Um, in those six first six games, if the Browns don't get out to a good start, that could be all she wrote. Um, and usually, generally speaking, there's a lot of people who say, well, we, I'm hesitant to fire a coach in the middle of the season because who's going to take over? Who do you have that's in the wings? Who do you have that's in the, the ranks? to take over that has experiences calling plays or, or to have experience being head coaches or, you know, have the, 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 I guess you would say the respect of the locker room. So now you got three or four guys that probably could, you know, take the mantle. And because uh, Bubba Ventron is a special teams coordinator, he would, in the event that Kevin Savansky was relieved of his duties, you still would have Alex Van Pelt who would probably call the plays. You still have Jim Schwartz, who would still retain the defense. And you still would have Bill Callahan, a guy that can be, can be over there, as serving as the top assistant on the offensive side of the football, dealing with the offensive line. And Ventrone, being a special teams coach, could still concentrate on his special teams as well as figuring out what, what he wants to do specifically uh, to help out the offense or defense. So right now, you can look at this one or two ways, Jeff. You can look at it as... These guys are very skilled, very talented, and they're going to offer uh, a lot of support to Kevin Stefanski so he can kind of spread, you know, his his, his uh, talent, spread his, um, you know, his watchful eye over the whole team. And that could bode well because it, it says, hey, if these guys are, are signing up to come back. If Jim Schwartz signed up to, to take the job, if Bubba Ventrone just left a, a, a team in Indianapolis to come to Cleveland, and if Bill Callahan just got offered a new deal for him to stay. Why would all three of those guys stay? In in fact, Kevin Stefanski was not on solid ground in terms of coming back and being here long-term. You can also look at it in the opposite in the spectrum. You can look at it and say, look, they got a lot of dudes lined up with a lot of experience, and if they do move on from Stefanski, they're not going to have to think about it twice because those guys can take the mantle and have no issue. Jeff, where do you stand on it? Is it a gift or a curse? See, this is kind of where I, I'm definitely in, in lockstep with you because I think if you are pro Kevin Stefanski, you can make your case. I think if you know you feel Coach Stefanski to this point at, after three years is not performing to the levels that he should be, I think you can make your case. Um, you certainly have to bring in the factor of you know, Jim Schwartz jumping back into this big of a gig, defensive coordinator again, uh, been a head coach. This is now his fourth run as a defensive coordinator. Um, a guy like him at this point in his life um, could pick and choose the job he had, pick and choose the job he wanted. He could be a defensive coordinator probably for most you know, most teams in the NFL if there was an opening that, you know, Jim Schwartz, if he was interested, they would probably be mutual interest from said team. Bubba Ventrone is a hot name right now in circles. Having Bill Callahan here has always, always been, you know, a, a big thing. And, you know, this is just one thing with Bill Callahan, though, is people want to give Bill Callahan credit for the fact that Wyatt Teller maybe is better than people think. 
Um, but then again, nobody wants to use the name Bill Callahan when they talk about Jedrick Wills, which absolutely baffles me. Um, he's in charge of offensive line play. So which one is it? Is he great? Cause he got Wyatt Teller better, which I don't know how much I believe that, or, you know, is there an issue with Jedrick Wills? Cause he didn't improve under, you know, Bill Callahan, but you have Alex Van Pelt as well. You look at it from this side. If you think coach Stefanski in this regime is safe beyond this season, it can make some sense. That's why a Bubba Ventrone, look, a Bubba Ventrone comes here to the Browns and the Browns go, you know, go three and 14. His name is not hot. His name's not hot. You know, Jim Schwartz, you know, if this team goes three and 14, Jim Schwartz, all right, well, I guess we'll leave that to some senior capacity gig somewhere. Da, 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 da. You know, so you can see it from that standpoint. But in the same respect, and I'll just say this, G, you know, what franchise in the NFL would go three straight years without making the playoffs and you just automatically think your head coach is coming back. I mean, it's really, really hard to view it as that. You know, I'm saying, oh, well, yeah, well, Baker was hurt the one year. Then this year two, you know, Deshaun missed 11 games. You know, then year three, well, this was the reason. Well, I mean, yeah, how many chances, excuses do you get? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know a franchise in the NFL where, you know, I'd be keeping my head coach around if I haven't made a playoffs in three years. That's just facts. This is the way it works. But you had some really big names commit to this. And so, I mean, it's it's a very, very gray area. Um, let's be honest. This is one I don't want to – gee, I know you labeled this six games. I don't want to be talking about this six games into the season next year. I don't either. <laughs> By any means, Bob. But what I want to be talking about is, wow, this looks really great. Deshaun Watson's got every pass humming. This team is scoring. This team is shutting people down. But and this is this is obviously be one because God forbid whichever way it works out, you know the pro Stefanski fans are going to say, "Told you the whole time." The negative Stefanski fan told you the whole, you know, because everybody's got to be first. You know, everybody's had to have the first, yep. you know, the first take on everything. But ideally, you know, for me, I think there's got to be some pressure there for Coach Stefanski. Look, I mean, you just upgraded a defense coordinator. You just upgraded a special teams coordinator. You're getting Deshaun Watson for 17 games. To talk about this, that there should not be a good or significant amount of pressure on Coach Stefanski to get this team back to the playoffs in 2023, in my opinion, is just foolish. Yeah, l- listen, um, I-, I-, I think he's aware, the organization is aware, um, and I think they would have made these these moves so swiftly and brought guys in so swiftly if, in fact, that he was just fully safe. Um, and-, and to be honest with you, to be truthful, is it a little bit unfair for him? Sure. Um, does a Mike Tomlin get a little more leeway? Does a Zach Taylor now start to get a little more leeway? You know, uh, Harbaugh, you know, hasn't really, you know, gone far in the playoffs in a couple of years now. You know, is it kind of one of those things where it, it, are we being a little too impatient with Kevin Stefanski? Is this something that is his fault? It's, it might not be. You know, he was dealt a hand with, with, you know, his quarterback not being there and Deshaun Watson, but here's the reality of it. And no one's trying to hear that. You know, when you got four years to do it, um, you know, it, you know, patience runs thin. And be realistically uh, speaking, Jeff, every, there's nobody else to blame. Jarvis, Odell, and Baker, and, and uh, you know, they're out the mix and out of the picture. Yeah, You don't have uh, any of those things going on. You know, so right now you got rid of Joe Woods, you got rid of Prefer, you getting coaches out of here. So you, my thing is this: with, who's really left to blame? It's just you. So unfortunately, that's the way the, the, the business works, and it's a big boys league. And 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 I think he understands the team understands it, and the players understand what type of time we on.
Yeah, and before this gets twisted or, or misconstrued, I am 100% fine and pro Coach Kevin Stefanski. But look, three years and no playoffs, if that happens at the end of 2023, I mean, that's kind of the proof being in the pudding, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's something you got to do in this league, especially with the amount of talent that's been in and out of this locker room over that three year period. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, we'll speculate here pontificate just a bit on obviously three areas and ways to upgrade your roster. You can do it through a trade. You can certainly do it through free agency. You can certainly do it through it, do it through the draft. Garrett and I going to kind of put our heads together and think that maybe which Avenue brings the Browns, maybe the biggest wow acquisition of 2023. Your latest lockdown Browns stick around with us kids. The midway point of the NBC season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers can go and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, and threes drained. Uh, I know a lot of you are watching a lot of sports every night. Go ahead, put together a parlay. Pick you know five, six, seven, eight long shot bets. You don't have to put much money down, but a chance for a big, big reward. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout. Like I said, with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. We want to thank everybody uh, everywhere. Wherever you get your, uh, your your podcast, we want to thank you for downloading our episodes and definitely supporting us. Make sure you give us those five-star reviews. Helps us out a bit over there as well. And continue to support us on all of our platforms, wherever you get your podcast as well as YouTube. Uh, Jeff, let's get to, uh, you know, some, uh, some of the guessing games, right? The best part about the offseason and the worst part about the offseason is you don't know who they're going after. You don't know who you're going to get. But. It's kind of fun, kind of, you know, fantasizing about some of the guys that could be there. And the only way the Browns are going to get better, there's three ways any team gets better. Um, You can either get better by free agency. You can either get by um, better by the draft. And then you can get better by trades. So those are the three avenues that all NFL teams are going to use, including Cleveland Browns. Um, what we want to do is throw out there, which one of these, these avenues is going to be the wow? Where's the wow factor going to come from? Where is the big splash going to come from? If you agree that there will be a big splash or any moves, you know, which way are they going to do it? Jeff, for me, I'm looking at this team and I think, I think to me, the most impactful thing that will happen or one of the areas that I think will be the most impactful or where they can get the most bang for the buck in the wild comes from in trades. I'll say a trade, and trades usually don't happen in the NFL. You know, those things were, uh, you know, thing of the past. The reason I say trade is because I think, you know, they've already mentioned some of the guys like this, uh, Keenan Allen. They've mentioned some guys, uh, you, you know, like DeAndre Hopkins. They mentioned some big names like that. Those guys are still under contract. You are going to need to trade something of value to get them, whether it's this year or next year's draft or a player added with that. And I think those guys are going to be obviously a bit above the free agent guys that you can get. Second on this list for me is uh, free agents. Or excuse me. Um, yeah, free agency. 
Um, guys like Robert Woods have been kept casualties. You've seen guys like Taylor Luan be uh, cut by the uh, Tennessee Titans. You're going to see a lot of players, veteran players, names that we know, guys that we competed against, and guys who in their heyday were awesome. We'll see a lot of those dudes uh, hit the market, and, and we'll try to sort through those. I think there's a couple of names in there where it makes a little bit uh, of sense to look at him. Robert Woods was the guy that they just you know let go of. He's been injury prone. He's been injured for the most part. So, you know, there's going to be guys that in free agency, if they're hitting free agency, they're doing that for a reason, right? Um, and then you you look at the final aspect of it is the NFL draft. I think fans get the most excited about the NFL draft because those guys have what we call ex- exponential ability, which means <laughs> in your mind, you can think every prospect is a Hall of Famer. You, in your mind, you can see a guy uh, you run real fast at the combine and tell yourself, this guy is going to be the real deal. But sometimes it just doesn't pan out that way. It just doesn't doesn't work that way. So when we look at it, it's very rare to find a rookie to come in, especially on positions that the Browns have a need in defensive end, defensive tackle. Um, those positions, those those guys don't come into the league and dominate. You know, usually right off the bat. So even if you do go to the to the draft, you may draft a really great prospect, but you're not going to really know until two or three years down the line if you got anything, and that doesn't help you now. Uh, so, Jeff, when, when you come and look at the ways that you can build your team and get your team better, which way do you think the Browns will make the biggest splash in? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different than it was last season. Um, but first and foremost, obviously, you, know, you do – we say these three avenues, but you also have to think about player development here. You know, a guy like Martin Emerson getting even better, certainly Perrion Winfrey, certain Alex Wright, certainly Isaiah Thomas, these guys taking the next step. But whereas last year it was a trade-centric offseason for the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, that's going to be a little tougher this year. I mean, you just ain't got the assets anymore. And, you know, you kind of, you know, the the Cowboys, look, that was a gift. It was a gift. And I'll be honest, there's probably a team or two that said, "Uh, man, uh, we should have maybe talked a little bit more with Jerry Jones in Dallas because the fifth would have got me Amari Cooper. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, you did. I I probably didn't put in the work. Um, then the Kings ransom, of course, for Deshaun Watson. It certainly leaves your ability to trade here. And I'm not saying not, but it certainly hampers it, you know, and look, you get into a position here and look, I mean, I know you guys are all enamored with these receivers that might be available, but, oh, well, you can get DeAndre Hopkins for a third round pick who wants more money and he's older and, you know, already had, you know, a PED suspension, which usually tells you that a guy has his own doubts about how much is left in his body. Uh, but I think this year, if we're going to tier them, I think it would be free agency, absolutely first. Um, the Browns have to be very, very diligent. I, it, you need to walk out of free agency minimum with a defensive tackle and probably another edge. I think that there's no question that they need to get that done. Um, it's it's paramount. It, it just absolutely has to happen. Um, you know, right now, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it could happen, but the Eagles, you know, are now going to start to have to make some tough decisions like franchises do. And, you know, I mentioned before, you know, one defensive tackle under contract currently, Jordan Davis, the first round pick last year, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, who probably will not be in the Browns price range. Uh, of course, and Dominican Sue, um, and Linvel Joseph, of course, as well. But man, you know, if there's an opportunity that a player like Fletcher Cox is on the market and a, oh, well, maybe you're paying a little bit more than what he can give you right now. This man has won a Super Bowl. 
has just came from losing a Super Bowl this season. This is a man where January and February football breeze was in his body. You want to talk about a guy who sets the tone for the room and like, you know, like I'm not sure what y'all expectations are, but you know, this is what my expectation is year in, year out. I don't play for 17 games. I get myself prepared for 20 games. That's the way it should be. That should be the standard. I think the draft is going to be second, even without the Cleveland Browns possessing a first round pick. I think the draft will be second. Um, they will they'll maneuver around like they always do, and everybody will get aggravated. They'll trade back. They'll trade. Uh, you know, what I'm saying acquire future picks, and everybody will get frustrated and aggravated with it all. Uh, but it's just the way that they like to do their business. Um, if anything, I think maybe this year could be a bit different. I think the Browns would like to get a third pick in that top 100. Uh, looking at the way this draft sits, I think the sweet spot obviously is to get you know obviously on the other side of that you know hundred with that second uh, third pick they have, which is around like the 114, 115 area. If you can bump that up and get three picks within the top 100, I think that's something they're going to look at. And then for me, I, I just don't know how active you can be in the trade market. Uh, you know. You've already given up a ton. You know, if you do come to the fact that, you know, you're going to move on from a corner, which I still don't believe is going to happen. If you feel that, you know, your offensive line, maybe you want to shed some coin because you do have Bill Callahan, who is supposed to be able to develop these guys and make them better. Um, and you can maybe get a guy in there still playing on a cheaper rookie contract, not a first round number 10 pick overall rookie contract. That's the way to go. But I, I think the trade market is going to be a little bit more quiet for the Browns this year. Because yeah. I just don't think – go ahead. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. It's going to be tough because they don't have the first-round pick. You really want to stay in the second round unless you really find a stud that falls to you, and you're like, I'm, I'm a couple of picks away. I'll, I'll, I'll package that with something to see if I can get a guy in the second round. But obviously, um, you know, I, I think it will be a lighter, you know, trade, you know, I, I guess market for the Cleveland Browns because of the limited opportunity and the limited ability to sign guys back. So you, you look at it, DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit older. If you move for him, you would also have to take into consideration you might have to pay him a different contract or he may want more money pretty soon given his age. So these are things that are going to be limiting uh, factors for the Browns. So they're going to have to use all three. They're going to have to be creative um, and figuring out, you know, some trades for some guys that can play football. They're going to have to make sure that they do their due diligence on the free agents and make sure they're not here trying to just cash checks. And when it comes to the to the uh, to the draft, they need to make sure that they are drafting, scouting, and, and and finding the best players to fit this organization in this scheme. So it may be a situation where you don't see as many trades as as you would like. Um, but if they active in other two, that could cover up for um, you know the 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 lack of compensation uh, as far as trade capital that they got to move. Well, first thing first, there should never be a standard. There should never be any particular way that you do it. You know, you adapt to what is available to you, uh, what suits your needs and what you're comfortable giving up. It's game and give and take, just like life in that respect. Uh, got to a bunch here today. Uh, of course, Bubba Ventrone in official, not only your Cleveland Browns new special teams coach, he is all your, also your Cleveland Browns assistant head coach. Where does this leave the Stefanski haters or the Stefanski lovers. I got to be honest, either way, it makes a great case either way. And of course, you know, where can the Browns probably get the biggest bang for their buck this offseason? He is Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday on YouTube, 11-1. Make sure you're checking it out. 92.3 The Fan, on-air personality every Saturday morning, barbershop open for business. Uh, certainly plenty of other opportunities to catch Garrett on air, not 92.3 The Fan. And you can do all that by making sure you follow at GBush91. I am Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Everybody knows the drill.
We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. Whether it's on your favorite podcast app, always available, always free here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Get your notifications on so when the content drops, you are there to digest it. And if you got Roku, go ahead and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find G and I here on Lockdown Browns. G and the crew of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You will get your Guardians coverage in your Cavaliers coverage. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.